It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Fox News Podcasts presents the Brett Bear Podcast. Common ground. There are a number of senators on the Republican side that continue to want to find common ground. We emphasize the conflict and, and controversy sells. And I think it's a problem because most Americans look at Washington and see something that's broken. Why don't we look for ways that we celebrate what this country is capable of doing? It's amazing what you can do when you get off social media and you start talking, communicating with one another because there is common ground. With Fox News chief political anchor Brett Baer. Good evening, and thank you for listening to this extended version of Common Ground on the Brett Baer Podcast. Tonight's Common Ground segment features two congressmen from Texas, Republican Jake Elzey and Democrat Colin Allred. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, for both being here. Really appreciate it. You both serve on the Veterans Affairs uh, Committee. And Congressman Allred, I'll talk to you first. Uh, you both traveled with uh, President Biden on Air Force One uh, to visit a uh, facility in, in Texas about the PACT Act. And that's one of the things you work on together in a bipartisan way. That's right, Brett. You know, uh, the PACT Act is all about expanding coverage to folks who've been exposed uh, to toxins while serving abroad. And, you know, I think the idea was basically that they shouldn't have to prove uh, that their illnesses that they then incur later are service related, that we should just assume that. And, you know, obviously, uh, Jake, with his service, I think knows what goes into that. And so I was glad that we were able to work together on that. That's not the only thing we've worked on on the Veterans Affairs Committee. We, we have a really, I think, great relationship and ability to work on those kinds of things. Uh, and I really appreciate that because I think it's, re- it's important that we take care of our veterans, and it should be bipartisan. Yeah, Congressman Elzey, uh, there's other bills, as uh, Congressman Allred mentioned, uh, the Major VA Facilities Act. Uh, we do these common ground segments because there is a lot of common ground up there that actually gets passed uh, left and right. There is so much of that that actually happens, but it uh, it doesn't make the clicks happen. You know, we uh, Colin and I are actually neighbors. Our districts are neighbors. He's in in Dallas County. I'm to the south of him, and we worked very well together. Uh, we've partnered with each other to get a, uh, a spinal cord injury facility at the VA in Dallas, and we've also worked to to get a new facility in El Paso. Uh, and you know, when we talk about what brings common ground here in the United States. Everybody agrees that we should be taking care of our veterans in a better and, and more substantial way. And we work very hard on that. So when the president says, I want to help veterans, we're all on board with that. And that is the bright shining star about our nation is we come together to talk about that. But it doesn't get a whole lot of attention and it should. Yeah. Immigration is sometimes something that drives people apart up there on Capitol Hill, all kinds of different takes on it. Congressman Allred, I read that you look at uh, the issue uh, from a Texan point of view uh, with your fellow congressman. And do you see eye to eye on a lot of the issues there when it comes to immigration? Yeah, I I think we probably do. I think we also uh, understand that our Texas border communities are just that, you know, they're communities and they have real needs uh, and they've been under stress uh, with the number of migrants that have been coming and that we need to surge resources uh, to that area, that we need to do much better uh, on our ability to process asylum claims. That yes, you know, border security is an important component of that and that we also have to address uh, at the root cause what's driving so much of this migration 
particularly from Central America and you know, collapsing countries like Venezuela. Uh, and so, you know, I think Jake and I both understand as Texans uh, the strain that that puts on our state, but also the human uh, factor. And, and that, that's something that, you know, even if we don't agree on every single detail, I'm sure we agree on the broader points. Yeah, is there something, Congressman Elzey, that can be done legislatively? I mean, considering, and, and we've talked to a number of Democrats who feel like Congressman Allred about, um, you know, doing something, even around the edges. If you look at these stats, immigrants with criminal records released into the U.S. just for December, you've got criminal convictions, 515, facing charges, 641. So you're talking about roughly 1,200 uh, immigrants with criminal records uh, released into the U.S. And the communities, you know, a lot of them are in Texas and Arizona and other border states feeling some of that most of them are coming up through texas and there's three there's three parts of the border issue that are extremely troubling and keep this in mind they're all controlled by the cartels the 4.6 million Im illegal immigrants who have come through in the last two years uh sending uh, boys and girls men and women across the border for the purposes of the sex trade which is modern day slavery and then finally the fentanyl and drugs that come across that are killing our 18 to 45 year olds faster than anything else in world war ii we lost 418,000 americans fighting world war ii in three and a half years that's 305 a day today we lost a hundred this last year we lost 105,000 americans to drug overdose two-thirds of that from fentanyl all of which comes from china that's 287 people every day and when we're talking about uh, threats that's the alligator closest to canoe they're killing americans at wartime rates in our bedrooms and our backyards and it must be addressed you mentioned China. Uh, Congressman Allred, you tweeted out, uh, we must always be united to ensure America can remain competitive, lead the world in commerce and innovation. You're both on the same page about this uh, committee dealing with China uh, that Congressman uh, Gallagher is going to head up, right? That's right, Brett. I, you know, I voted for it. I'm a member of the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee as well. I, you know, visited the Indo-PACOM region not long ago, including going to Taiwan. I know exactly uh, the threat that China poses to us on many different fronts. But I also know that we can approach it really from a Cold War perspective, that we need to outcompete them. And as I've been on the Foreign Affairs Committee and traveling around the world, I've seen that whether it's Africa or Latin America, you know, people want to work more with the United States, but we have to be more present, uh, yes, militarily, but also with our soft power. And I hope that this committee can help us you know, try and stand up ways for us to compete on every single front. I think the CHIPS bill that we passed uh, and the last Congress will help us uh, along that way in some regards in terms of our uh, own semiconductor production. But there's so many areas that we need to confront them on and outcompete them. Yeah. And Congressman Elzey, uh, I only have a few seconds here, but uh, you agree with that and high hopes for this committee? Absolutely. And I think this transcends party lines as well. This is about the United States staying the predominant economic power in the world. China wants to supplant that both militarily and economically and make their their uh, their yuan the reserve uh, 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 dollar, if you will, and supplant us on that. So we have to work very, very well together. And everybody's on board for that right now as Americans. All right. We're going to take a quick pause here. We'll be back after this. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table, the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. All right, I just want to continue our conversation. You know, when you talk about China, it seems like there is a lot of bipartisan back and forth up there. And what Congress can do is really the question, Congressman Allred. Well, I think that's right. Uh, I think there are a number of areas where we know uh, the Chinese are trying to take advantage of international law and uh, try and work their way into the U.N., work their way into the WHO, other areas where I think 
we need to make sure that we're present. And so I think we can fund projects like that. We also have to deter them uh, in the Pacific. And I think uh, Jake and I will certainly, uh, I think, be in agreement around that. Uh, they have grown their military capabilities significantly uh, in recent years. It does look like they're preparing to be able to invade Taiwan. The best way for us to prevent that, I think, is to be strong enough to deter them so that we don't have to use uh, you know, the Seventh Fleet out there in that region. Congressman Elzey, you know, we talk about getting things done across party lines, but it doesn't get talked about a lot on Capitol Hill because a lot of times the parties, uh, even though they agree on some elements of bills, they go to their corners uh, to fight over something else. For somebody that's not in Washington, can you explain this phenomena, you know, how this happens? Well, I, I think it's it's largely driven by the things that you choose to look at on your phone or on your news media. Uh, boring isn't isn't something that's going to get a lot of clicks. And whether you're in the Texas legislature, where I was before this, or in Congress, the true bipartisan things don't fit the narrative that people need to sell things on. So if you're on Instagram or TikTok or or Twitter, uh, the algorithm's going to send you towards what you look at. And if and if you you want to be outraged, you'll find that, and then it's going to send it to you. Uh, so. Uh, People that are boring don't get a heck of a lot of attention, you know, and uh, cooperation and, and mission accomplishment uh, sometimes gets boring for some people. Um, and, and it occurs. I, I tell people back at home, 80 percent of the folks up here may disagree, but they'll get along while doing it. They'll disagree without being disagreeable. Uh, and, and, and so as a military guy, I've always told my constituents that it's about quiet professionalism and mission accomplishment. And anybody wants to work with me and Colin on, on bettering the lives of our veterans who have signed up and, and chosen to give so much to our country, I'm all on board with that and I'll work with anybody. And I think most issues are like that. And Colin and I will see each other in the, in the, uh, in the chamber and, and just say hello, how you doing? And that happens a lot more than people might think. And my message is one of hope for this country. I think our brighter days are ahead. And Congress doesn't always work well, but it works better than people might think and certainly more cooperatively and civilly than what you might see most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So listen, our viewers have, have welcomed this segment. I get a lot of email, a lot of tweets and a lot of messages about, you know, just hearing this. And even though sometimes it is boring into the weeds of bipartisan negotiation, Congressman Allred, uh, you got to talk about it because everything we hear and everything, and to be fair to Congressman Elsie's point, everything the media focuses on is usually the conflict, yeah. the thing that drives people up, that drives clicks. Um, but but it does happen that you have relationships across the aisle. It does. And listen, like you said, uh, we don't have rose-colored glasses. There are things that Jake and I are certainly going to disagree upon. I think what Jake said is right, though. We won't do it disagreeably. And I, I think that's actually really important. It's not just because we're neighbors. It's not just because we're both ball guys. Uh, you know, I, I, think it's, <laughs> uh, I think it's because we have a fundamental level of respect for each other. I don't question uh, you know, Jake's motives. Uh, and, and I think that's actually really important because I think when you start from that uh, you know, kind of basis, you can try and find some common areas of agreement. But what we do have a lot of, and um, you know, it's unfortunate we do, uh, is a complete questioning of, of the rationale, of the motives, of, of, of the character, you know, of our colleagues. And that makes, you know, once you have that, you're not really going to find common ground after that. 
I feel left out here, the only person with hair. In this <laughs> That's all right. We, we, can shave, um, we can teach you how to shave your head, Fred. <laughs> you shave, yeah. All right. Uh, I don't know how that would go for me, but we'll see. Um, I w- want to ask you one more thing. One of the things that, that at least both parties are setting up that it's going to be controversial is this debt ceiling increase. Uh, and what comes out of it, you know, uh, when President Biden was Senator Biden, he was on the other side saying that the Republicans should compromise and should make some concessions. He's now, at least the administration, is suggesting that that's not the case right now. How do you both see this, uh, Congressman Elzey first and then uh, Congressman Allred? Well, it's a great question, and I would like to point out to our viewers that uh, this this issue is going to take some time, but nothing happens until June with the debt ceiling. I'm going to be on appropriations committee going into next cycle. And I think what you're seeing is both sides working against each other in the media realm to get their point across. The idea that, remember, according to the Constitution, the House of Representatives has the power of the purse. So there's no money that gets spent that doesn't go through the House first, including how the executive branch operates and how and and what it gets to accomplish. So there will have to be negotiations about that because the Republicans are in charge in the House of Representatives, and that's where all spending bills originate. So uh, he will have to negotiate. I think that this is just part of the back and forth that goes on uh, during the 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 negotiations process. But he will have to, and we need to get our fiscal house in order for the first time since 1946. Our debt is higher than our GDP. That's not a, a glide path that is sustainable. So we have to get our fiscal house in order. So this is laying the groundwork is the argument there. Congressman Allred, your thoughts? Well, you know, listen, this is going to be one of the things that Jake and I disagree about. And I think that either party really should not you know, play uh, with this issue uh, because it, the consequences for us are so dire. And because we've seen how this plays out when we go right up to the edge uh, back in 2012, and we saw our credit rating uh, downgraded, uh, you know, raising interest rates for folks, basically costing us more money. Brinksmanship, to me, isn't uh, the same thing as negotiations. I do think that we'll have to have bipartisan negotiations around our spending. That's obvious uh, with the House being uh, controlled by uh, Republicans, but that doesn't mean that I think the debt ceiling is, is the best um, mechanism for that, because what you're really doing, I think, in that case, is I think some folks would agree, uh, is hostage taking in a way because you're saying if if we don't get our way, uh, then this really terrible outcome is going to occur. So listen, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm with Jake in terms of us, uh, you know, controlling our spending, being able to work within, uh, you know, the realm of of what I think is, you know, prudent use of, of taxpayer dollars. But I don't think the debt ceiling is the, is the right mechanism. And listen, I. I, I we're having this conversation. Jake and I are going to be friends after we, after we walk out of here talking about it. It's okay that we disagree on it. Uh, and like I said, we'll, we'll hopefully do it without being disagreeable. Right. And, and if That's I may, I, I, don't, I, I haven't heard the yeah. speaker say anything about the debt ceiling being held hostage. I just think that the spending issues, uh, the, the power of the purse as we go forward is something we need to address. Uh, and, and I think that, that we're going to do that. As, as Kevin McCarthy has said, our three biggest threats are China, the debt, and our educational system. And, and so we're, we're going to go after those three things. So you think regular order is possible uh, this year? Regular order is what we have called for. They're in the rules now. And, uh, and I think we're going to have 12 spending bills. Uh, and that's, that is the goal. And we're telling the Senate, we're going to send you 12 spending bills. We expect to get 12 spending, spending bills back. Regular order does need to come back so we don't have a, a, an omnibus again. Uh, we, we've reached the point at which we can't afford to do that anymore. 
And, and I think the American people, I think we can all agree on that for, to some level. And, uh, and so, but nobody wants us to, to default on our debt or lose our credit rating. Uh, that's, I've never heard anybody say that that's something anybody wants. Well, we'll track it, and we really appreciate the time uh, coming on Common Ground, both of you. Thanks Thank a lot, you, Brett. Brett. That'll do it for this week's Common Ground. You can hear more of this series at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Make sure to leave a rating and a review. We want to hear from you. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcasts Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.